What's going on, peeps? It's your boy, Jesse Lewis, here with another episode of Geeking Out with Jesse Lewis. And today, I will be talking to my wonderful sister, Grace Maria, and we will be talking about spiritual healing. And this episode is probably one of our most out there topics, for sure, but it's also a really concise way, and I think we kind of break it down for people who aren't so into... Uh, spiritual healing to kind of understand it better because I know for me I'm a very literal person and I really need um, explanations so I ask a lot of questions in this one but I find that now I kind of have a better understanding of what spiritual healing is so we went through it uh, it's not a super long conversation but it's it's definitely a gooder. So thank you so much. Uh, if you could give this video a like, subscribe. If you're listening on audio platforms, again, just give me a uh, follow on any of those. And that support is lovely. Thank you so much for listening again. And welcome to another episode of Geekin' Out. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you for coming on my show. My name is Jesse Lewis. Welcome to Geeking Out. And today we're talking about spiritual healing with the one, the only, Grace Maria Ohm, my beautiful sister. How are you doing today? I'm so good, Brother Bear. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I just recorded another podcast and I'm just, I'm feeling amped. I'm feeling ready. Feeling excited and ready to go and just producing what I can produce. You know what I mean? I'm two coffees deep. It's late, but I'm 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 always here for it. So <laughs> How's your day today? Really good. That's good. Really good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. What'd you eat for breakfast? Um I had a nice little protein shake and I had a little vegetarian wrap <coughs> that I ate throughout the day. I'm finding that um, when I'm not moving, physically moving a lot, I, my body doesn't need as much food. seems like I've uh, sort of found a place in my spiritual self that I'm feeling more full. So I'm feeling less need for f- food all the time, which is interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. Hmm, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about how our energies and spirits and things can help fulfill us and things that our inner healing and healing towards others can do. Right. Sorry, coffee burps. Um, <laughs> so could you quickly um, explain what spiritual healing is and what it means to you? It comes with intention. Um, so we're all healers, right? And I, I feel that when I am in a vibrational state of receiving, I'm also in a vibrational state of giving. So when my intention is in that space where meaning I'm open, I'm disconnected from my ego and my thoughts of what I think I am um, or what I think things are. Um, I let go of the resistance. Therefore I create space to receive and to give. Hmm. And, and, and you know, that's uh, an interesting way of looking at it because um, the idea of give and take with your energies, um, it's shown a lot in media 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, the for, for obviously for me, the first thing I think of is like Star Wars when you heal someone, it takes from you as well, right? But mm-hmm. I think that that's true in life, even when you're helping deal with someone, if they have, if you're dealing with someone on a day to day basis who's got a mental health problem, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? What it does is it, like it'll take its toll on you eventually. You know what I mean? It can. Where you're just like, so you're giving your energy to help, but at the same time, it's taking away from your own personal energy. And that's interesting that you bring that up because recently um, I did MDMA, pure form, and I learned about the exchange of energy through that, through breath, um, that you can actually give to depletion where you deplete yourself, or you can actually give to the place where you realize that you can only lead one to the water. And when you're giving to the point of depletion, you're not doing what you're supposed to do because now you're giving from an empty cup. Mm. So I'm sort of learning how to give to the point where I need to or feel that is enough that I'm still full so that I can sort of hold space still while they're figuring it out. Because I think that in healing or helping one to the water, uh, we're helping ourselves to the water, right? It's... I feel that it's like, um, yeah, creating that space where um, you're still receiving. And so when you're giving from a full place, you're still open enough to give, but you're also receiving. There's reciprocity in the healing. And I think that that's the sweet spot um, of healing is that there is reciprocity in it because whatever's happening externally is also happening internally. So whatever is happening, you know, with a friend, there is something that resides within us that needs that space to be seen. Yeah. So if we're giving, if we're, if we're creating openness with ourselves, um, and we realize that one, you're not a healer, no one's a healer, right? You can only heal yourself. I cannot heal you. All I can do is plant a seed. That's it. So, and when planting a seed, I can, I can plant it without depleting myself. They'll give you my whole garden because what's the point? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like you don't want if you're growing some bomb tomatoes, you want to try and enjoy the fruits of your labors. You know, you don't want to just give them out to the whole community. Those are your tomatoes. (laughs) You can you can try you can try them in this delicious salad I offer you, but don't be stealing my tomatoes. Don't take my whole fucking plant, man. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Could you also talk about right now the first time you felt you were really affected by spiritual healing and what it felt like and what was your main takeaway from it? I started getting sick because I became wise to my own eyes in a way of thinking that I was the healer. And so I thought that I had to give for myself and I didn't realize that I didn't, because I am an empath or an intuitive, I would feel one's pain. I would kind of know exactly where it resided and how it felt. And I thought that I could take that pain on for them, but then it would manifest in my body as like lumps in my throat. I would come home from work and literally have lose all my motor skills. I couldn't speak anymore. All I could do was lay down and I would have a fever because I was taking on everyone's shit. And um, I think in that I learned that, okay, it's not up to me to even just feel what they're feeling. I can take note of what they're feeling um, and understand that. And through my own experience, I can lend them advice, right? Energetically, I can en- lend them advice. And 
at that point I can also shield myself. So I started doing like protecting my aura, protecting my energy, calling in my guides um, for protection. And then also at the end, uh, cutting the cords with all of that, cutting the cords with them because I do my energy work with my hands, taking it off my hands, taking it off my body. So yeah, it gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) And and you wanted to feel better. And this was the first time that it was like, all right, I can get through the day by day with this sort of centering myself deal right yeah, and, and, protecting, yeah. and for me i'm a bit of a novice like i i, I dabbled in meditation and stuff because acting school and things like that and but um between you and my girlfriend like i'm starting to piece it all together you know but yeah. I, I i need to tackle it kind of in segments so i can understand right. it all because i when i want to get into anything at all i need to understand every aspect of it and why that's right you know what i mean that's my yeah. whole thing so yeah what is like the base level for spiritual healing where should someone start when it comes to that awareness and intention now awareness meaning okay so if you're sitting in your car let's say and you're vibing right you're listening to your tunes you're feeling all the good feels you're you're picturing your highest self or you're just you're just happy to live Um, becoming really aware of how you feel um, and harnessing that and then also understanding like when you're around another person if you feel less than that and all of a sudden you're like oh I feel really sad all of a sudden or oh I feel like like something's something's not right I was feeling so good before you can also you can understand and use discernment that like that's not mine that's not for me so I think also just becoming really, um, really uh, grounded in your own song, in your own attunement, because we're all tuning forks, right? So I sing my song, you sing your song, and families have their own attunement, they have their own song. So you can be singing your own song, and then all of a sudden you're with your parent or whatever, or whoever is triggering you, and all of a sudden you're vibing at their level, and you're like, oh, this is not my song. But when you become really aware of what your song is, you start singing that so loud. Um, they have no choice but to come to your song. Okay. Right? Yeah, they can They can sort of, um, like you'll notice, like if you're around someone really negative, let's say, and you're a grand optimist, right? If I get on their level, now I'm not helping. I'm not helping. If I stay within my own frequency... And don't, you know, go to where they are. I'm doing my job by just being me. So becoming really um, grounded in your song, I guess, your own attunement, I would say. And, getting comfortable and in your skin. sort of. Getting thing. comfortable in it and knowing how to harness it and protect it. So, yeah, I would say that. That's well, that's a good start. And, you know, when it start. comes to, like, healing with anything, like in any field, medical, spiritual, whatever, there's always these instruments that go along with it. So can you explain, like, the healing effects of crystals? And Because those seem to me like one of the more common forms of spiritual healing and, like, in, in terms of instruments used with it. Right. Um, now, for crystals for me... If I'm going to go get a crystal, it's like, I'll be drawn to that. I'll be like, I don't know why I need this, but I think I need this. And so sometimes I'll just end up with all these crystals. And there'll be a time where I have crystals with me. 
and I'll be talking to someone and um, they'll be telling me what they're going through in their life. Like this kid at the grocery store the other day, who's just like, tell me, he's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm having a hard time with people and this COVID stuff. And, and in that moment, I just like reached into my pocket and I had this like labradorite with me and I was like, oh, this is for you. Right. So in that is healing. So I feel like whatever crystals you're drawn to, like hold space for them and, and you'll be called to the right crystal for whatever it is that you need. But crystals come in and out of your life. So when it's done, it'll just kind of leave you. And when you need it again, it'll just show up. So and then sometimes that crystal is also there for another. And depending on the conversation or where you're at, if you like, you know, all of a sudden it's in your hand, maybe this is meant to be gifted. Right. So what I'm getting so, from it um, is like, it's kind of, um, it, it's almost like the idea of spiritual healing kind of comes and goes as like, not, it, it, it it's healing for you specifically in every facet, correct? Like in that your, right. because your energy is so individual, you have to mm-hmm. sort of adapt to your individual energy, Correct. Become aware of your, yeah, becoming aware of your song, your attunement. But I think when we become too separate, that's when we lose sight of what this is for, the healing is for, because everything internal is external. I am you. I literally am you and you are me. We're all one. So when you get to that place of oneness, the healing is for all. It's not just about me. There's reciprocity in healing. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, getting to that place of oneness with everyone, um, then realizing what you're healing in another is what you're healing within yourself. True. Well, could you tell me, um, moving on to like another aspect of like active healing, would it be, what about like Reiki? Can you explain the idea of like your specific energy healing Right. over just spiritual? Cause that's like a very specific sort of healing. Uh, right sorry i I, i'm very novice on all of this oh no no not at all yeah no i love it um so you're wanting to know like what reiki is what reiki is what its benefits are like what sort of what sort of thing it is um right so i'm not super well versed in reiki um when i realized that i had the ability to sort of manipulate energy or become aware of one's energy and feel the sort of disalignment of of them that I had you know maybe the intention that I could sort of sort that out for them um and then when I realized that I was taking that shit on that's when I got my level one um because I wanted to learn how to protect myself and also align my own energies so for me I use it as like a modality to whatever it is that I'm doing um so reiki is something i can call in that energy i can call in um and it's uh it's to deal with the chakras right to sort of put those in alignment and it's like essentially what i have picked up from it just through my level one was that it was something an energy i could call in and i could help i could let that modality um uh come in in unison with my intention through all the chakras um so it's like a it's an it's just sort of like another it's just another modality to pull in while you're using your intention for that person that's kind of how i've used it but i've also used it to realign myself okay so it's something i didn't know it was something you could perform on yourself actually 
Yeah, highly recommend. So uh, this next question um, is like, it's kind of specific, but like, can anyone do Reiki or specifically like spiritual healing? Um, And uh, is there like a specific attribute that someone should have to perform it? And is there any exercises? This was Olivia wrote this question. She wanted me Mm -hmm. to ask this. So is there any Mm -hmm. exercises to help strengthen your sort of ability to do this? to right. kind of affect yourself on an on a spiritual and energetic level. Okay. Number 1, we're all healers. We're all made equal. Um the more intimate you become with yourself, uh the more you have to give. Um so no one is greater is a greater healer than you. Right? Again coming back to the law of one, I am you. We all came here equal. So, um, I feel that, um, it has everything to do with your intention. And in that intention, you have to become aware of, is this my ego or is this my spirit? What is pulling me? So the more intimate you become with your spirit self that is residing in your body, I think you have an infinite amount to, to pull from through that source but if you're coming from a place of ego it's sort of the it's the it cuts it off right it the energy can't move through that because it's basically your armor yeah so when you move into a space of intention of getting really intimate with yourself and your shadow um and shedding light on your shadow you realize that all things can be shed on with light so your intention your intention that is in alignment with your 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 spirit you are a healer already because now you know the, t- the, the, the sound of your own tune. You know the sound of your own song. Um, anything through the ego is, um, it's the logic, it's the, it's the cap. Yeah. The box. So it's, it's like you, it, it, the more willing you are to like believe to get through that part of yourself, the more able you are to sort of get in touch with the energies and spirits like around yeah. and within yourself, correct? Right, because the spirit is all. So yeah. the more connected I am with my spirit, the more connected I am with your spirit. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it comes from the same space, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense, honestly. And um, again, it's one of those things that I think that having an open mind to is definitely a good thing to have going forward, especially in times like right now where everyone in the world seems to be having a bad time mentally. Right. So, um, I've heard that like, obviously I talked about a little bit earlier, but like meditation is the purest form of like getting in touch with yourself. It's uh, of spiritual healing. Right. So, um, but I know that for me, it's really hard to get a proper meditation session through because I'm just so antsy. I'm, I'm jumping around all the time. My brain wanders into the mm-hmm. wrong spots. So what advice do you have for someone who, who like struggles to get into that Zen mode when trying to meditate? Right. Well, there's a practice that you could do, something I've been implementing with breath work. Um, have you heard of Wim Hof? No. Okay. Something to look up. Okay. Really cool, dude. Um, getting connected with your breath, um, is number one to meditation. I believe, um, that's what quiets my mind. 
um, and it also just really gets me in my body. Um, and feeling the energy of my breath, realizing that my breath can actually hold space in my body without me breathing for like two minutes or longer. Um, it's uh, really profound. And I feel like it just instantly aligns you with, with uh, your body. Um, therefore, it creates stillness within the mind. And then that's a great time, I think, to get into a meditation. So depending on what it is that you're interested in your meditation, whatever it is that you're wanting to feel or understand, um, I think that the answer will come through breath work first. Through so your breath is your prana is the most important thing, I think, um, when it comes to relaxing the mind and the thoughts. And the more you become aware that you are your breath, you are not your thoughts, right? The thoughts that come in are just programming right? They're just downloads that you've received. You're a computer. Yeah. So when you sort of release the idea that you are your thoughts, you allow space. And through meditation, that is when you can receive information about your infinite soul. So breath work, um, finding um, even geometric shapes in the body yoga, which will also help you with your breath. Because if you are not... Um, if you're in your mind, you cannot get into geometric shapes, I, I feel. The second I'm in my thoughts, I fall over. So yoga is a really great practice of controlling the body, which also gets you in the body and out of your head. Yeah. That's it's yeah. sort of like, and I, I want to touch on one other thing as well, but that kind of reminds me of like when I'm on a snowboard hill. That's my mm. sort of meditation because I have to put full focus into every single action that I take. Otherwise, I'm going to eat shit right. and smack my face ah, on the side of the mountain. Truth. Right? So, like, yeah. if I'm not fully in my body, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. do well. Right? Like, I can't be Wrestling. in my head. Same idea. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. But what I, what I wanted to say is, like, when it comes to breathing, I know when it came to acting school, that would, they, all the teachers would focus on that. They said your breathing is the most important thing. Because that yeah. lets you center yourself, you stay focused, you are yourself, right? And I know one of my friends had a problem when he came to his breathing and his scenes and then eventually broke through it and the quality mm -hmm. went through the roof, right? Like it's just about getting in there, you know, yeah. you are getting there and sort of breathing through mm -hmm. it and it gets you natural and makes you, you can fall into a character easier when you're at right. peace you know as much as you can that's be yourself right. you can also be someone else if you have to when it comes that's to right. acting so that's it's interesting that you say that because i think breathing is probably the most obviously the most important thing for any human body but like in terms of activity and mind function as well mm -hmm. like having that the breath it, it generates all works. the cells yeah for me sometimes though i need it going a little bit faster like if i'm at work and i have dubstep in my ear and i want to get something done fast i need to kind of be bobbing the whole time Right, right. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> most of the time the zen the zen works for getting you into it um but recently you've been working on a whole new kind of spiritual healing with a little bit of physical uh relaxation enveloped in it to add to your overall arsenal of spiritual <laughs> health healthiness and such so could you break down poly uh, polyrhythmic cranial therapy I, I, I practiced it so many times and I fucked it up the first time. I'm so sad. Uh, so could you break down polyrhythmic cranial therapy? Uh, what are the yes. benefits and why should people try it slash hit you up and be like, yo, I want that polyrhythmic cranial therapy dog. Give me that poly. Yo, give me that polyrhythmic therapy dog. Why should I go here? What, 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 what's it all about? Explain it to the people at home. Okay, so a polyrhythm 
um, is two. There's two things happening, right? Uh, Polly is two. Um, so for me, uh, I had been dabbling in energy work as we were discussing. Um, and so, um, right, how do I break this down? Let me just, okay. So uh, I realized that, you know, there was a certain practice that I was doing through the crown chakra. Because being a hairstylist, I get to work with people's crowns and adjust their crowns. So um, at the sink is, you know, uh, in washing, I always, I found that really therapeutic, you know, just even the process of washing away, right? Cleaning it out and washing away. Um, and then I started getting into the practice of like the massage and really taking my time with the massage. And then it turned into, okay, maybe I can actually adjust the, um, the chakras through the crown. Maybe I can go through all of those. And so I started dabbling with that. And then started growing um where uh you know people would come back and they'd be like whoa weird i that was like so weird i feel like i wasn't here and i'm like oh it's weird um and then they're like their eyes would be all sparkly and i'd be like weird okay there's something shifting here in the crown so then i started adding different modalities like sound therapy so uh using a singing bowl tibetan singing bowl and I'd sort of just go to the masculine and feminine side of the head and play it. And I found that people instantly would sort of calm down, even if they're, um, the sound healing was alien to what they've had before. It, I found that most people found solace in that um, or relaxation in that. And then I started thinking of music because... And I think this is, has a lot to do with make COVID. Like we haven't been able to dance. Like we're not allowed to dance. And so uh, being a person that loves dance and expressing myself through that, I um, love music. And so I found music that was sort of like a polyrhythm. So it was like there's a predictive beat, right? So if you think of a heartbeat, it's beating. And then there's a space in between a beat, right? And that space in between is where we're living, right? We're not living necessarily in the beat. We're living in the space in between. Mm. And so I started thinking about how people live in the beat, the predictive beat, because it's safe. So the predictive beat of like, oh, yeah, we're going on vacation or like when I get that car or like, you know, when we buy that house or whatever. And it's predictive of when we're going to live. I'm going to live in that beat. But it's the space in between that we're forgetting, Right. We're like, oh, I need to do all this fucking work in between so I can get to this beat. And that beat is predictive. And that beat I know I can live in. But what about all that time in between? So I looked at that as like a polyrhythm. Um, Danny Carey, drummer of uh, Tool, uses a polyrhythm in his drumming. Um, it's not predictive. It's a space in between that makes you feel something, right? And so recently, um, experiencing my Kundalini opening, meaning like my snake opening up in my body, um, I realized that the snake also moves in a polyrhythm. So they kind of, they're in between a beat, right? They kind of swerve in and out of a beat. Um, so I started using that tempo in the massage of the space in between to get the people living in the space in between the beat, the predictive beat. So using the modality of sound therapy, as well as like music that I could vibe to and like have a dance with, um, I looked at it as our spirits having a dance during that time. So I, I 
felt in myself that that is a part of my purpose is to help people live in that space in between and to just even have like a metaphysical dance through massage and through the intention of realigning chakras. So essentially I go through all the chakras and I turn them on. Um, so I kind of, I'll go to the crown, the eye, the throat, the heart, the solar, the sacral and the root. And, um, while I'm turning those on, I'm just kind of asking them like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And there's times, most of the time they'll vibrate and they'll turn on. So, um, <laughs> when I turn them on, when I get to the sacral, I'm actually really invoking it, turning on. So I'll go to the ears and, and ears can, can sort of be like a sexual intimate place. So I'm turning on the ears and getting that sort of like sexual feeling turned on in the sacral. And then I'm guiding that energy all the way back up through their head. This summer I was meditating in the sun. I smoked a joint and I was like, okay. I, Cause I always have really profound meditations in the sun for some reason. So I just focused the, the sun. Right. <laughs> Other than like in a shady corner at a bench in a park. With your buddies, also dope. you know that's also sick. I love it. It's a whole different experience, but <laughs> it's like who I you're totally with. Doesn't it's matter. One or the other. Those are the two best ways to uh, smoke a fat J. But anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was meditating in the sun, and I was focusing focusing the sun on my third eye, and I was looking up while my eyes were closed, and so I started tapping my third eye. Tap, 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 tap. And all of a sudden, I felt my sacral energy turn on, meaning my sexual energy turn on. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, why is that turned on right now? And then I thought, I wonder if I can manipulate this energy. And so I pictured that energy and that feeling of like the sexual energy being turned on, moving up. And so I would say like up into, up into the solar. And then I would feel that sexual energy in my solar, up into the heart. Feel that sexual energy in my heart. All of a sudden, my heart was like so open. It had so much energy up into my throat, up into my eye, oh, my head. And it was almost to the point where it felt like an orgasm out yeah, my head. Like that, I was worrying that word but, that was going to come I'm out. Sorry. It only makes me mildly yeah, you know uncomfortable. It's okay. But, but it's okay because it's energy. Is, I get it. It's okay. It's because it's energy. But this is the it. only wording that not, we have just, for it, right? Uh, I so understand. Anyway, the thing How about is, we is just that... say it went kaboom? You know, same idea. It's, it's just bad time. Okay, so when you feel the kaboom. Oh okay. my god, that might be worse. We... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be weird about it. Don't be weird about it. Fuck off. It's fine. Oh, it's just fucking. <laughs> I, like I said, it was mild, and then I made you say kaboom, and now it's worse, but it's fine. Just keep talking. Okay, breath work. Breath work. <laughs> okay, breathe it in. <laughs> so. The thing is about an orgasm, a kaboom, is actually it's a it's a feeling of unconditional love. That's what an orgasm is. That is why we all try to feel that. Because in that five, six seconds, we feel unconditional love. That is source energy. And when we learn how to manipulate that energy and move it through our chakras, we actually clean ourselves out. Right? Imagine that sexual energy in your heart. Right? How that would feel. And so with polyrhythmic cranial therapy, I learned that I can actually turn that part of them on. And then I could help them guide it up out of their head and clean it out, clean it all out. So in that, um, through the dance of the polyrhythm, the snake energy, 
pulling it up and out, up and out. People found um, there's been a lot of different <laughs> experiences people have. Either they're flying, they feel like they're flying. They'll have imagery of um, birds or um, animal spirits. Um, they'll have, I've heard, uh, like an old memory from childhood come back that they forgot that was like positive. Um, they would feel just like unconditional love. They would see a light. People said, a lot of people say that they see this light come in um, or they felt that they left their body and just like went somewhere else and forgot about all their thoughts. And then um, when they come back, it was like, I'm back. And their eyes would be all sparkly and they felt rejuvenated. Um, so polyrhythmic cranial therapy is not just about um, the massage or the energy work. And that being two, the massage and the energy work combined. Um, but it's also about the space in between. And so when we're in a state of dancing in the space in between the beat, the unpredicted beat, um, we find fluidity in that. We, there's, there's a freedom in that that is not predictive, right? The things that you think that you need never end up being what it is that you, um, never end up being the things that you actually need because you're putting a cap on what you think it is. And it being the sense of um, arriving. And there's no it, because it already is. So it being, again, um, when I get that car, when I get that house, when I get that job, right? It's never it. When you arrive to it, it's never it. There's always it already another is. hill, yeah. There's always another hill. It already is. You already are. You already are sovereign. You already are. You already have arrived. Hell right? yeah. It's never a destination of it. It's never the destination of the beat. It's the space in between that leads us to that place. That was a very well-worded sentiment. Mm -hmm. Oh, that. That was very well-worded. Like, all the way through. Thanks, it, like, it was, it was like uh, what started and came back to the same spot. It was awesome. Right. Um, Thank you. But obviously, like, spiritual healing isn't the answer yeah. to all medical emergencies. Like, a, sur a severed no. vein is, like, you're probably going to want to go to the hospital. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Things it's like a that. physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what would you say, the, like, the benefits are to spiritual healing? Like, is it mostly a an energy thing? Or are there people who have been, like, quote-unquote, truly healed? You know, like, like mm -hmm. if someone did a lot of um, Reiki and uh, cancer sort of went away or, they're like, up their odds sort of thing. Do you is, – is there lots of examples of that? Sorry. I, I, that, and, and no meant yeah. in, like – Obviously, no, I didn't mean any offense. Like, has this ever happened? I meant, like, honestly, right. I'm, I'm curious. Um, through the work of Joe Dispenza, have you heard of him? Again, no. <laughs> I'm a novice. Okay. This is something that, you know, I'll send you. Um, okay. Joe, um, I hope that I don't, yeah, I hope I explain this properly. Um, Joe is a doctor, um, and Joe broke his back. Um, he was told that he would never walk again. Um, that he would need this crazy surgery, but his higher self told him that he could meditate his back and his and put his vertebrae back together through intention of his mind of becoming aware of the space around. Um, so he practiced his meditation. I want to say for like 10 weeks or something, all of a sudden, all the vertebrae went back into his back through his intention. Mm -hmm. No surgery, Jeez. um, walked again. <laughs> and 
um, that goes to show you the power of our mind and our thinking mind um, and the power of your intention. So I do believe that no one can heal you more than you can. Sure, right. I do healing work, but I'm not your healer. I'm not your guru. You I'm not the one that can like lead you, you to that place. You. Like you are. You, you, know? you us, are us, we are. We, <laughs> we are. All that was, of us. That was great. Um, <laughs> so just a quick question. What like home practices should people be doing daily? Like what's a, cause I, and when I say that, I, I say that with like the, uh, keeping in mind, there's people who have zero free time, you know, right. like what mm -hmm. practices can they do throughout the day? That's sort of going to let them keep at a certain point, you know? Right. Breath work. Everybody has time to breathe. You can take 10 minutes out of your day to do breath work. Um, journaling. Everybody has five minutes. You got five minutes. Whatever it is that you're feeling, write it down. Get it out of you. Um, gratitude. Feeling gratitude for all things that come into your sphere. Knowing that life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. Um, and being in that state of, um, of for instance, um, I was uh, at home, I was folding laundry, um, but energetically I was in my kitchen. And I was like, fuck, I gotta go clean up all that shit. And I was like folding these clothes and I was really trying to like get it done. And then I realized I'm not even here. I'm not even here, I'm in my kitchen, but I'm physically here. So I started looking at every single article, article of clothing that I had. And I just took the second to really think about like, you know, thank, like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sweater, for keeping me warm. Thank you for the experience I had in this sweater. I went to Iceland. I learned a lot. Um, it keeps me warm. Um, yeah, so I'm just like folding it. Oh, the next article of clothing. Oh, these shirts are cool. They're good for summer, whatever. I put them away, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden I was done. And I actually had joy in myself. And then I went to the kitchen. And then I was thankful for my plate. Thank you. And so... After I was sick done, all the mundane, plate. it's a sick-ass plate. I've, it's nourished me. I'm grateful for the, you know, the people I've had that have also been nourished from this plate. Um, you know, and being more intentional about the things that you're doing and actually just being there, even in the mundane things that are boring. Instead of, again, for the beat, right? The space in between of I have to get my laundry done, I have to clean the dishes, but then I can watch my show. That's the beat. What about yeah? But so what about what about this? What about this? Yeah. Right. So being more intentional or more thankful for what you're experiencing yeah. right now. That makes sense. To make it a more enjoyable experience. I think that's you know, something and even, you can carry into every moment of your day throughout your life. Yeah. You know, it's an art. For what's going on. It's hard. Though, yeah. Obviously, not with everything, but. Yeah, it can be right, and it's it's up to you, what mm. it what it is. Yeah. yeah. I know for me when like my when I because I don't have a lot of time between cooking food and chores and taking care of the eight animals I have in this house and things like that right <laughs> Dr. Doolittle yeah I know it's ridiculous um <laughs> uh I know Great. that I mu it. it's music for me that gets this like my purest form of spiritual healing like I can have mm -hmm. an awful day and then a specific song can turn turn on that I haven't heard in a long time that's like makes me happy and I'm like all of a sudden walking down the street like you know it wasn't so bad mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm done <laughs> now it's over whatever yeah. it's coming from work <laughs> 
Um, so, do you think that like music would be conform uh, considered that sort of form of spiritual healing? And do you, like, I know you said briefly you incorporated it into your sessions, but like, what kind of music do you think that uh, people should listen to? Well, well here, let's just let's just say this: What's the song that you think someone should listen to when you think they need to have a better day and help right. heal themselves? Anything that makes you want to boogie. Just anything that down. makes you want to dance, anything that gets you up and out and out of your head and into your body and feeling, that is always going to shake it up. So whatever it is, and I think it's also really important to be mindful of the lyrics that we're subliminally listening to and we're, we're allowing into our subconscious mind. So I think if you're in a certain vibrational state, your lower state, and you're listening to something that is like really negative, I think it's only going to add fuel to that fire. So being conscious of the lyrics you're ingesting, but then also being conscious of like what makes me dance and feel joyful and getting into that space of joyfulness or dance or creation, whatever. Um, so whatever song makes you feel, you know, in your body and out of your head, That's it's fair. good music. My song yeah. is uh, Some Kind of Wonderful by Grand Funk Railroad. Mm. You know that song where it just goes boom, I do actually I don't need a whole lot of money You know and and then the other yeah. one is if I ever wake up and I'm feeling down about going to work again and I'm like oh I have so much work to do it's a Wednesday or whatever it is right uh I, if I just throw on Dolly Parton 9 to 5 <laughs> done <laughs> Fucking right. Done. You know, sign me up for a day of work. For the man. Yeah. You know, who am I at? Right. <laughs> right. It's fine. It's for you. It's fine. It's yeah. For you. It's for everyone, right? Um, mm. And I think that's going to bring us down to our last question for the interview, mm. which is uh, thank you for coming on again. I love thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you uh, so I'm just happy much. To I'm have you so on. proud of you. Uh, thank you. I'm proud of you. Oh, you're like, I'm always proud of you, Jesse. Oh, I appreciate always proud that. Of you. Thank you. Let's not get too mushy for the, for the crowd. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, any last advice you have to someone who's thinking they might join the spiritual healing world, but is on the fence about it. <sighs> any advice for someone who thinks they want to? Yeah, I would say, if you're starting and you're starting to become aware that you are a spirit that is residing in a body, become intimate with your shadow, your shadow self. Shed light on that. You will energetically release yourself from your pain. So I would say doing the work of the past that is energetically holding you for multidimensional beings, we get stuck in our pain. So when we can shed light on the pain, we can bring that peace forward. Therefore, we become more whole. We have more of ourselves. They're not fragmented now. They're acknowledged. So you're getting into the spiritual practice of, or like realizing that you're a spiritual being. Do the work on the self of where your pain resides and release yourself from it so that you can become more whole and more sure-footed in your feet and in, in yourself. Therefore, you'll have more to give. You will no longer have an empty cup. And you realize that you are boundless. There's no, there's no boundaries. You're boundless. You're, you have infinite potential. I think I figured with more out of yourself. the way to sum it up perfectly. 
All right. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah. What you need to do, and this is for anyone on the fence, take your half-empty tomato garden that you keep giving tomatoes out to people. Make it flourish. Have more than enough at home. Pluck the bad ones that need to be plucked. Get rid of all the little things trying to demolish your tomatoes. Give out, as you can, tomatoes to your friends for their tomato salads and things of that nature. But most importantly, make sure that your garden is more full, is full enough for you to feel good through your day to day. Get rid of the dead shit. That's right. You Pl- don't need pluck it anymore. It's not leaves. serving you. Those bad tomatoes, the lumpy black ones, toss them away. Yeah. Toss them away. Awesome. Nothing but those delicious red shiners. <laughs> to, to know, to even know, you know, to if if you look at, you know, the bad tomato, you're acknowledging it. Yeah. Right. You got to acknowledge it first for even for it to be off of your plant. Yeah. You acknowledge gotta- the bad tomato. You have to look at it, see it, Love before it. you snip it, go, I understand you, yeah. bad tomato. I'm sorry things didn't work yeah. out the way they should have. Snip. I love you. Thank I love you. you, tomato. Thank you. Yes. Snip. Toss snip. it out for something else in the world. <laughs> There'll be yes. someone who sees that tomato like a rat or something and goes, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have anywhere you want people to find you? Like Instagram, Uh, anything like that? Right. It's uh, gracemaria.om, O-M. On Instagram? Um, I post some, yeah, on Instagram. I post some uh, of my feelings. Um, I share a lot about my shadow um, because I really believe in sharing um, is caring, but it's also you realize in pain that you know it's unique to my perspective but it's not a unique perspective and so in sharing we create a commonality and we create uh togetherness in that we can share in where we felt abandoned or lost or not loved so uh for me i i'm an open book um and that's where i'm gonna that's where i put stuff i don't really have much on there now but that is going to grow and I am um, sort of branching off. Uh, I'm taking a leap of faith this next little while and I'm leaving my career um, as a hairstylist and I'm jumping swiftly into the unknown. Um, so if you want to watch that sort of process of jumping in um, interesting, um, that's what I'll, I will be sharing. Hell yeah. And you know what? You know, I'll be watching and for, for, for cheering you on all the way. Thank you so much for I coming. I see on. you. I love you.